Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Nation. We are on to week four. Back at it again. Back to the grindstone. Back again with Maddie. As always, we're ready to break down this week four slate. We got the Jaguars and Bengals game going on right now in the fourth quarter. Sweating a little bit there. Got a couple lineups that uh, is uh, right around the top ten. So we'll see how that goes tonight. Love to see that. But anyways, how you doing, Maddie? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, week four, you know, I'm excited. This is my my favorite time of year. Uh, partly, you know, I'm kind of biased, uh, partly because I, I don't know if you believe in narrative calves and want to just let me take over the show and, and just listen. And because uh, I've got a I've got a birthday this weekend. So uh, it is Maddie D birthday slate weekend. So, uh, you know, I, if Ryan was on, you know, I know that he would just let me make make his teams for him because he's, you know, he's a big narrative guy. So. But yeah, I'm excited for this slate as a whole. Uh, uh, but this should be a fun weekend. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I'm excited about this uh, about this slate as well. How old are you going to be? Big three zero. Oh man, it's all downhill from here. It's all downhill. I can. I'm finally referring to myself as old. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The twenties are gone. They're but, gone. Uh, they were good. They were. They treated me well. Well, thank God, I still have you know another four or five years left till I hit 40. So there you uh, go. I, I got time left in the thirties. So thirties uh, are good though. Thirties are good. But anyways, let's just get right down to what people came here for. Right. Not, not to hear us talk about that. So let's jump right into it. So right off the bat, you know, I think there's going to be a few games that people are really going to want to target this weekend. You have the Carolina Dallas game. Who's already up from 50 and a half to 52. You have the Cleveland Minnesota game that, that opened at 49 and a half. That's up to 51. And then you also have some other games with uh, the Chiefs and uh, Philadelphia game. That's always going to be a high over under, but that has not moved. It's stuck at 40 or 54 and a half. And then you have a couple other games on the late slate with Seattle, San Francisco, which opened at 49 and a half. That is up to 52. And then you have Arizona and LA opened at 52 and a half. That is up to 55. So I think these are the games where a lot of the ownership is going to lie. I think there's a few other games here that we could take a look at as well. There's kind of uh, you know, a little bit of a um, – that's not as chalky as these other ones. But let's just jump right into it, and let's start talking about the quarterback. So right off right off the bat, you have Patrick Holmes always, who's whenever he's on the slate, he's likely always going to be the highest price, and he's 8,100. Josh Allen at 8K coming off that monster performance. And shout-out Maddie, who was all over Josh Allen – and Emmanuel Sanders, for that matter, who both uh, went off last week. And then you have Kyler Murray at 7,800, Lamar Jackson at 7,500, Russell Wilson at 7,100, Matt Stafford at 7K. And then you get into the 6K quarterbacks of Jalen Hurts at 6,900, Aaron Rodgers 6,800, Dak Prescott, who is 6,700, Kirk Cousins 6,400, Tanhill at 63, Baker Mayfield at 62.5, 
and you have Sam Darnold at 6K. So what are we doing this week, Maddie? Where are you starting your builds? Well, one of those names really stands out to me as you read prices, and that's Dak Prescott at, at 6,700 uh, against Carolina. And I know, you know, a lot of the, a lot of focus can be placed on on how good Carolina's defense has been through three weeks. But I mean, you look at the the opponents they've played, uh, and it's been you know passing offenses that don't really exist. I mean, you had Houston last week, the Jets week one. So a lot of that is kind of noisy. Uh, they haven't played anybody that's even close to as good as Dallas is. Uh, and I think what they have New Orleans week two. So, I mean, Jameis Winston, like that's not anything to write home about either. So uh, I really do like the Cowboys side. They stick out to me uh, as my favorite stack of the week, uh, especially I think I do think the Carolina run defense is legit. Uh, I-, I am worried about their pass defense, though. Uh, I know they just traded for Henderson, the cornerback from from Jacksonville, but I'm not too worried about him. He was not as good in Jacksonville, you know, as as he was hyped up to be being the ninth overall pick. Uh, so I really like Dak this week, and and that price tag is way too cheap. And and the nice thing about Dak too is uh, it on first pass of ownerships, he's currently checking in as the fifth highest owned quarterback, which makes zero sense to me. Uh, he's coming in around five percent owned. Uh, so if he is that low, and his 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 uh, pass catchers like Amari and and CD Lamb are going to be ten percent or below, which is what they're checking in at right now. Yeah, it's I'm going to be very heavy on on Dallas this weekend. So I really like them. Uh, Josh Allen, he's you know uh, like I mentioned before last week, uh, the the big game was coming and it came last week against Washington. And I still think that there's more room for Allen to continue to have success through the air. Uh, he missed he missed digs on a couple of big throws down the field, and, and the Stephon Diggs blow up game is coming, and I think it could be this week. And I think, you know, Diggs is going to look go overlooked because there's some good good high-priced uh, guys and good matchups that, that we'll talk about at wide receiver. But I really like Buffalo again here. And that Buffalo offense has just shown that they will not let off the gas when they're ahead. So uh, even though they're facing Houston and, and there's a concern that, you know, with Davis Mills on the other side, Houston's not going to be able to keep up. But that's not my concern with, with a team like Buffalo that just keeps pedal to the metal. Uh, so I really do like Josh Allen. And then uh, Jalen Hurts is another one uh, facing Kansas City. That Kansas City defense, man, it, as you know, being a Chiefs fan, it just, it just ha- it's just been their – it's been their their crutch this year. Like, it, it has been very bad uh, watching them play defense. Um, so, yeah, Jalen Hurts, you, you, you can run all over Kansas City, whether it's with running backs or quarterbacks. Uh, so I'm expecting a big bounce of that game out of Jalen Hurts after the Eagles just got demolished on Monday night against Dallas. So – uh, Hertz will be the third quarterback that I have interest in. And then we talked about briefly mentioned San Francisco, Seattle. I don't know that I'm going to play Russell Wilson or not. Uh, I haven't decided whether I'm just going to mini stack that game. Cause I feel like, you know, you can get all of the rust production by just picking one of DK or Lockett. Um, so I may go that route, but I, I do have semi interest in, in Russell Wilson as well. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know that game is one of those games that has a positive line movement already. So to start the start the week, but um, I think for me, when it when it comes to quarterback this week, uh, I'm going to have some exposure to a, a couple of different guys. One, absolutely agree with with Jalen Hurts at 6900. Um, I'll be interested where his ownership comes in, but th- you are right. This Chiefs defense is just getting abused every single week. They played He's a little three percent right now. Well, that's that's ridiculous. Uh, I don't. It's I don't know, so, yeah, but I mean, even still at sixty nine hundred, I don't think that's egregious. Uh, I don't either. For, 
for the matchup. I mean, it's got a hundred yard rushing upside, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and when you when you look at uh, at somebody like Jalen Hurts and or at just this Chiefs defense in general, they just haven't been able to get any pressure on quarterbacks whatsoever. Um, you know, they kind of made a big mistake with. Uh, you know, or they are making a big mistake with Chris Jones. They continue to put him as an edge rusher. That's where they wanted to play, but he's always played inside, so they're not getting any push inside. And Frank Clark has been out. Uh, and you know, not that Frank Clark has been great. Frank Clark's likely getting cut. They will be getting Willie Gay back this week on defense, and he is somebody that brings a lot of speed to that defense. Runs like a four four forty, but. Regardless, this defense has just been banged up. Traverius Ward missed a lot last week as well. So I agree that I, this is a really uh, smashed spot for Jalen Hurts in this offense um, because until the Chiefs show any signs of being able to stop anybody on defense, I think you can play whoever they're playing. And you know they're going to push them as well. You're going to have to score points to keep up. Teams get more aggressive whenever they play the Chiefs. So I like Jalen Hurts a lot at his price tag at 6900 And then going down a little bit, I don't really mind Baker Mayfield at 6,200. I know they're a, a really a run-heavy offense, but as well as Minnesota has played on offense, I think they're going to have to open this offense up a little bit more this week. And if you look at Baker uh, right now, he is currently 10th at deep ball completion percentage, and then he's 4th at red zone completion percentage as well. So I like him quite a bit, and I think it's a pretty cheap stack. I think with going him with Odell and then running it back with somebody like um, – you know, Justin Jefferson or an Adam Thielen. Or I also think you could probably even stick in there if you wanted to, Kareem Hunt, because we think it's going to be a a game where they're going to have to score a lot of points and they're not going to be able to trust the run game as much. I do think that this makes some sense to go with Kareem Hunt, who is more of the pass-catching running back as well in this stack. So that is one uh, one I like as well. And then I'm going to play Sam Darnold on the other side. And uh, Sam Darnold continues to play really well, you know, crazy. Once you get out from under Aaron, G- Adam Gaze, what happens <laughs> Amazing, to right? you as a quarterback. And if you look at him right now, I mean, he's third at deep ball completion percentage. He's fit. He's actually 10th at pressure completion percentage, which is a little bit surprising for him. Considering, you know, we remember the ghost game of a few uh, of years past uh, against New England and stuff like that. So, I mean, he just played really well. He's fifth at true completion percentage as well. So I like, getting to Sam Darnold as well. I know this Dallas defense has played better, but I don't think their defense is as good either. Um, I definitely think, you know, Trevon Diggs is a top 10. Even maybe you make a case for a top five corner right now. The dude is absolutely balling. But the other, all the other corners, I think is something you can definitely target. And, you know, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and, you know, even Terrace Marshall, I think, are all in play this week, you know, in a stack with with these guys. So um, I like Sam Darnold as well. And then if you want to pay down at quarterback, I, I like I think it's really thin, but maybe Taylor Heineke. Like Taylor Heineke's been okay. He's getting Atlanta. And so, and to be honest, I mean, the Atlanta defense or the Washington defense hasn't been great either. They cannot get any pressure, uh, you know, on anybody. They, uh, you know, Chase Young, you know, this defense that we thought was going to be like a legitimate top 10 group, it just hasn't been this year. Teams have been able to throw all over them. And so, you know, I think this game could have a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a sneaky shootout potential. And then, man, I want to play Justin Fields so bad at 5,200, but I just can't mm-hmm. because they are just so bad right now. They need to fire Matt Nagy. He should yeah. already be fired, but I want to play him. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll have like a really, maybe just a couple YOLO lineups where I play him because the upside's there. The rushing upside is there. It's a matchup against Detroit. Everything shakes up for, for a good game for Justin Fields, especially at $5,200. 
but I just can't. I it's just such a thin play, and so for me, like I think you can play him, and he's going to probably carry no ownership, especially what he just did last week. And less this than one percent is what I'm seeing. Yeah, it, it's a great matchup. Now, right now, we're not 100 percent sure who the quarterback's going to be. We've heard talk, you know, I mentioned earlier where it could be Nick Foles or Andy Dalton or uh, Justin Fields, but it, it makes zero sense to uh, for for them not to play Justin Fields at this point. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like it's almost like Nagy either purposely game plan to get Fields screwed so that he didn't have to play him again, or I, I, honestly, I don't even know what was going through Nagy's head. It's like, like he had a, a whole week to to prepare. Like he knew Dalton was injured in the last game. He had a whole week to devise a game plan for, for Fields, and just throwing the the Dalton game plan out for Fields is just like it's just so egregious and and just wrong that. Yeah, I agree. Like, if Fields isn't going to be, you know, designed, going to have design runs or, you know, RPOs or anything like that, move the pocket and and give the kid a chance uh, to make some plays with his legs. Like, that just takes that takes all of the, all of Justin Fields out of Justin Fields, right? Because like he's that's what that's what he does. He he's good on the run. He's good with his legs. He can uh, move the sticks with his legs. Like, it just makes no sense to me to have him as a pure pocket passer like Nagy did last week. Especially when a guy like Miles Miles Garrett's coming off the edge four and a half times uh, to to take your quarterback down. So um, yeah, no, I, I definitely like the Darnold call too. I was going to mention him uh, very briefly before we head over to running back, but uh, Dallas is, is near the top of the league and in, in explosive plays allowed to opposing wide receivers. So uh, Darnold can definitely move the ball down the field against Dallas. Um, I'm going to assume that they move DJ Moore into the slot a little bit to try to get away from Diggs, but I would I would think Diggs is just going to follow him wherever he goes. Um, so, but I do think you know the the departure of Dan Arnold, and we can talk about this at wide receiver. Uh, so let's just we'll, we'll we'll just move to running back first, and then we can talk about uh, the Panthers wide receivers when we get there. Uh, I did want to say really quickly because we didn't really mention it. I think we should uh, at least say something. I think Matt Stafford is obviously in play. We don't really have to bring that up at seven K against Arizona's defense, yeah. who's, or especially the secondaries who absolutely need him it. and Cup are, are at the top of the ownership projection. Yeah, and, and that, that's what I figured. Week, I didn't feel yeah. like we really needed, but I, I, didn't want to, I didn't want to see any comments of you, what <laughs> yeah. you guys aren't on Stafford. You, you guys aren't like Stafford. Stafford at all this week. Like, yeah, no. I just felt like he's completely obvious. But uh, guys, anyway. this this Rams offense is the new Chiefs offense. Like, you can play this Rams offense pretty much. With, every week like oh absolutely they're they're legit but you know what what a great segue to move over to running back I think Sonny Michelle if Henderson is out is one of the best leverage plays on the slate with everybody playing cup and everybody playing Stafford uh this Arizona run defense uh they're 20th in adjusted line yards 32nd in second level yards and 26th in open field yards this is one of the better matchups on the slate for a running back. Um, and you've got Sonny Michelle, who comes in at $5,200. He's not really going to catch passes. Uh, but, I mean, he did have four targets last week. So, that you know, that kind of tells me that he's just going to be a byproduct of the system. And they don't really care about, you know, his pass catching ability in, in years past uh, with other teams or, or in college. So, uh, you know, four targets at 5,200 with, you know, seeing over 20 carries. Uh, that is that is very encouraging for me. Obviously, Henderson has to be out, uh, but I, I I think Sonny Michelle is a perfect fit for this zone run scheme, uh, and is a great pivot off of that Stafford uh, and Cooper Cup mega chalk of the, this week. 
Yeah, I mean, so I mean, let's just uh, so we just start things off with running back. You have Derrick Henry, who is probably going to be the highest owned running back on the slate because they are playing the Jets, and he's eighty eight hundred. Um, after that, you have Kamara, who's eighty four hundred. Dalvin Cook, who looks like he's probably going to play uh, this week at eighty one hundred against Cleveland. Aaron Jones at seventy seven hundred. Nick Chubb at seven K. Najee Harris, Mister nineteen targets himself at sixty eight hundred. <laughs> Saquon Barkley at sixty seven hundred. Alexander Madison at sixty six hundred. But I'm fairly confident that we're going to see Dalvin Cook this week. Ezekiel Elliott at sixty five hundred. Miles Sanders at sixty four hundred. Jonathan Taylor at sixty three hundred. Chris Carson at sixty three hundred. DeAndre Swift sixty two hundred. Antonio Gibson at sixty one hundred. And Kareem Hunt at six K. So at the top, who are you looking at playing this week? I know for me, absolutely, Miles Sanders, stand, Miles Sanders stands out to me at 6,400. Um, it's just going to be a matter of can they keep this game close for them to be able to really uh, utilize Miles Sanders because the Chiefs have been absolutely horrific against the run this year. They have allowed everybody to pretty much do what they want. But where are you starting off this week? Are you playing Derrick Henry? And if not, are you? who are you looking to play? Nope, I will not. I, I don't think I'm going to be playing Derrick Henry this week. And he, so he is going to be the highest zone running back. Uh, he's checking in at 22% right now. Uh, and when you play him at almost 9K, you're kind of locked into a certain type of build. Uh, with him. So you're going to get on a lot of those same popular value plays as everybody else who plays Derrick Henry. Um, my issue is AJ Brown and Julio Jones are severely banged up right now. And if they're not playing this Tennessee offense outside of, you know, the, the Derrick Henry game against Seattle, this Tennessee offense hasn't really been that good. Uh, I mean, they scored 13 points week one, then 33 points in week two, and then 25 last week against Indy. I mean, they've been okay, but with, if you you have a banged up A.J. Brown and, and Julio Jones and maybe one of them doesn't play, uh, you know, that's serious concerns of them not being able to move the football. Uh, and, and, I mean, Derrick Henry is going to get volume no matter what, whether those guys play or not. So I don't think it's, you know, something smart to to try to project Henry for more touches if those guys were to be out because he's already going to touch the ball close to 30 times anyways. Um, so I probably going to end up with minimal Derrick Henry at 8,800 uh, just because he, you know, he kind of locks you into to what you have to do with the rest of your roster when you play somebody uh, that's priced that high. Um, so probably not going to have any of him. Uh, I do like the Miles Sanders call at 6,400, but this feels like a week for me where, you know, I'm probably going to end up paying down at running back. I mean, you've got David Montgomery at 5,800 against, against the lions. Um, I mean, he's going to see, you know, anywhere between 14 or 15 to 20 touches uh, against Detroit below 6k. Uh, if fields is in the game, you know, a running quarterback creates more, more running lanes for the running back. So I definitely like him there. Uh, I'm hoping that, like I already mentioned with the Rams, I'm hoping Henderson sits so that we can get uh, Sonny Michelle. And then Clyde Edwards-Alaire. We were on him last week, and I am definitely going right back to the well with him this week. The Eagles are playing the same exact style defense that the Chargers play, and that's you. they run two high safeties. Uh, they trust you know the four guys up front to try to get pressure on the quarterback or, or stop the run. And then you got linebacker play you know, a couple yards behind that. So it really – that style of defense really invites – 
uh, teams to run the football and have short passes, you know, to the tight end or, or, you know, slot slot guys against his own defense. Um, and, and Philly is ranking their defensive line play has not been very good. I mean, they rank 28th in adjusted line yards. They're 29th in second level yards. They are eighth in open field yards, but that's because they have two safeties back the whole time. Um, so I think, you know, you're going to see a very similar game this week, game plan from the chiefs that we saw last week against the chargers. And that's, Feed CEH on the ground and hit Travis Kelsey over the middle against the zone. Um, so I have very heavy CEH interest once again. And I will also mention Zach Moss uh, in the same breath, kind of like I mentioned Josh Allen. This Bills defense or this Bills offense will not let up when they are ahead. And Zach Moss is is looking like uh, he's going to be the main main guy in that backfield. He's getting all the high value touches and scoring the touchdowns and he's involved in the pass game. So. Uh, I think, you know, against Houston, they're going to have a lot of scoring opportunities. And on teams, you're not playing Josh Allen. I think Zach Moss makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, you, you took one of the guys that I love Zach playing Zach Moss this week uh, against Houston. He kind of took over the backfield last week and touches and has been fighting the end zone. So, I, I mean, at 5,300 is really hard not to like uh, Zach Moss at his price tag. Uh, for me, I think, you know, I, like I said, I already talked about Miles Sanders and – I, but another guy that I really do like is David Montgomery at 5,800 going against Detroit. It's a great matchup. Even if, you know, you know this this Chicago offense doesn't get going, I have to imagine that David Montgomery could kind of uh, get going, uh, you know, in this matchup. He's only 5,800. He's not priced up. I feel like that he is too cheap for the matchup that he is going to get against Detroit. So I like David Montgomery at 5,800. There's still a little bit of concerns in terms of a target share volume. You know, is it going to be there for him? Um but I, I still really like this matchup for him at 5,800. Uh, Antonio Gibson, it's really hard not to like Antonio Gibson going against Atlanta at 6,100. I feel that is a misprice as well. He should be uh, more expensive than that. He's, you know, his, his week last week was saved by that 71 yard reception for a touchdown mm-hmm. last week. But uh, this is a really good matchup against Atlanta. So I like Antonio Gibson at 6,100. Uh, DeAndre Swift is always in play at 6,200. He, I feel like he should be in the 7K range right now, but he just uh, they just continue to not price him there. I mean, if you look, I mean, two of the three weeks he's played, he's scored uh, 20 at least 20 DK points in those in those three games that he's played. The other one was 11.8, but he just continues to be so involved as a pass catcher in those two games that he scored 20 plus DK points. You're looking at you know, eight, eight receptions in week one against San Francisco on 11 targets and then seven receptions on seven targets week three. So, you know, DK, obviously with being a full PPR site, we're looking for pass catching running backs and it's just really hard not to play DeAndre Swift at his price tag on a, on a you know, every week. So uh, past that, I definitely agree at Clyde Emergency Lair, who's still only 5,400. Uh, you know, he did get a little bit of a bump from the 4,800 he was last week, but you know, past that, like, I think if, if you wanted to play Naheem Hines, maybe, but I just don't think he has much of a ceiling. I will say Jonathan Taylor is uh, only 6,300 and going against Miami, and he, but he is questionable. He was limited today in practice, but I think Jonathan Taylor is, is going to play in this game as well. I don't necessarily mind Jonathan Taylor, but man, that, that, that motherfucker burned me last week. I me had too. Him. My I best so team, much. Adam. Him and AJ Brown stack mini stacks, yeah. and it did not 
work out, especially once like the first drive of the game, like AJ Brown goes down with an injury. I was pretty heated after that. So, you know, past that, like in the 4K range, there's just not a lot of running backs that really stand out. Like I don't mind Michael Carter as kind of a, if you want to throw him in there, um, you know, it, at $4,500, this is probably the best matchup that they have seen so far this year. And um, the thing that I will say with the Jets is that if you look at their schedule, I mean, it has been brutal, the opening schedule that they have had this year. And so they really haven't been able to get anything going on offense outside of the second half of week one. And so at running back $4,500, it's, it's a big gamble. It's something that I would only do in like, you know, obviously in a, you know, in a larger field tournament, maybe a 20 max or above, I'm not looking to do that in a single entry or a three entry max, but I think, uh, you know, a little bit larger field, I don't mind getting to Michael Carter. He's only 4,500 who hit between him and Ty Johnson are kind of the pass catchers, you know, in this backfield. Uh, they finally kind of uh, pushed Tevin Coleman's old ass aside, which they should have. If JT's out, are you playing Marlon Mack? I don't know if they're going to play Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack requested a trade, right? Yeah, but that's a – I mean, that would be a good reason to get him some – I guess, you know, there, there's there's two sides to that, right? If Marlon Mack looks good, you can get, you know, good compensation for him on the other end. But there's also – you can leave a lot of, you know, questions up in the air to other teams that, you know, don't give him a chance to look at him because maybe, maybe he doesn't look as good as he, you know, did last year before he was hurt and teams won't spend as much if that's the case. So, I mean, there's kind of a, a double-edged sword there. So – I mean, if JT's out, you're just going to play play Hines because I don't know that I don't I just don't see Hines getting a full time role, and and I would think Mac would get uh, that opportunity, and and it's actually you know you can run on Miami. Uh, they rank 30th in, in open open field yards. Uh, they've given up a lot of big plays to to opposing running backs so far. Um, so I just think that spot's interesting. I don't know what I'll do. Uh, on the, uh, that's something I need to think on, you know, we're still early in the week. It's, it's Thursday. So, um, I'm expecting JT to play. And I do think he's, he's a solid tournament play, uh, because of the matchup. But I, I just think that that situation is very interesting if, if JT were to sit. Yeah. And, oh, I, I did want to mention too, Chase Edmonds, he's $5,500 on DraftKings. And, um, I think I think he is very viable. If you look at him, he he is leading the backfield. I mean, he is getting the majority of the touches in the backfield, or I should say, he's. I mean, fifty-seven percent of the opportunities, sixty percent of the snaps um, so far on the season. He's third in targets uh, among all running backs right now with seventeen, and so he is definitely um, he's seeing a seventeen percent target share, which is funny because I know before the show you brought up what DeAndre Hopkins' target share was, and it's eighteen percent, mm-hmm. and we currently have. Uh, you know, a 17% target share for uh, Chase Edmonds right now in this in this backfield. He's 13th in yards per run as well. So he's just not getting the goal line carries. He only has one goal line carry on the season. So, but if he could find the end zone, like I think Chase Edmonds makes for a really interesting pivot off some of these guys. Um, and I, it is in one of the highest game totals of the slate. They're going to have to throw the ball. If, if DeAndre Hopkins is still limited, I think that you could see him get more of an opportunity as well. So and they're going to be playing from behind, so it's going to be a really good game script for him. So I like Chase Edmonds uh, at his price tag this week. Yeah, you have you have to assume that Arizona, you know, they're going to have to try to keep pace with the Rams, which you know normally teams are trying to keep pace with Arizona, but uh, this week you you have to think that that they're playing from behind because uh, that Arizona defense is going to have trouble stopping that Rams offense. So 
Uh, I do like Chase Edmonds, and it's, it doesn't feel like a James Conner week, though. If they do get in close, Connor could vulture a touchdown here or there, but um, I, I don't I don't think that that's enough for for me to get off playing Edmonds. He's Edmonds is it seems like the main guy there in that offense. Yeah, and then last but not least, uh, what are your thoughts on Chuba Hubbard this week? You know, no CMC uh, this week. Uh, he's going to be out for a few more weeks, but Chuba Hubbard last week he played thirty eight uh, snaps once uh, CMC left. I think to ten of uh royce freeman uh he was also uh utilizing the passing game a little bit as well uh three uh five targets on three receptions last 79 total yards last week so dallas isn't really a defense that scares me all that much at least they're on the ground and i think he is the main pass catcher as well so you know what are your thoughts on him at his price at 5900 5900 i think is just too steep for me to pay for him i mean you no matter what somebody's price is, they have to have a good game in tournaments for you to have a chance to take tournaments down. Like even when we play these 4K guys at wide receiver or whatever, like you've got to have like the Emmanuel Sanders type game from last week where, you know, 95 catches, 94 yards and two scores. Like that's a tournament winning score, even though the guy costs $4,200. You still have to get there with your guy and Chuba being almost 6K. I mean, he's got a he's got a pretty much, you know, smash for him to absolutely burn me. Because I feel confident that I can play other running backs around him that can outscore him more times than not. Uh, like, you know, I think Zach Moss has a higher ceiling than Chuba. Like, Chuba's floor seems solid. It, you know, he's going to get opportunities, going to carry the ball, what, almost pr- probably 13 to 15 times and, and see, you know, close to a handful of targets. But, I mean, he's 6K. So, like, what does that do? What does that really do for me if he's not, you know, scoring multiple touchdowns or, you know, getting close to the 100 yard bonus? So, I think I'm not going to end up with, you know, minimal to no, no Chuba exposure on my, you know, three or four teams that I play. Uh, I do think it's interesting uh, just because that offense does normally run through uh, McCaffrey, but, you know, I very easily could see them shift to more volume for Robbie Anderson, who hasn't seen any volume hardly at all this year. He's only got a 13% target share. So I, I expect that number to go up and, uh, with with Dan Arnold leaving, Dan Arnold was playing a decent amount of slot snaps uh, and taking slot snaps away from Terrace Marshall. So I expect Terrace Marshall to see a little bit more usage in the slot coming out of the slot uh, for Carolina. So um, I just think it's a they're just going to piece together the missing pieces from McCaffrey and Arnold. Uh, they're they're missing twenty seven percent of target share from those two guys. I think they're just going to you know kind of pass it around to everybody and and not just force it all back onto Chuba. Uh, as opposed, you know, a lot of people may think that Chuba is just going to get the CMC role, and, and I don't think that's necessarily the case. So, uh, 6K, if he was 5K, you know, or, or less, we'd be having a different conversation. But I mean, 6K, he really restricts, you know, kind of what what you can do at other positions, and and you're really relying on him as one of your your ceiling guys. And and I just don't think that I can get there this week. Yeah. I, I... I think there's other ways you can attack that game. I don't know if it's with Chuba Hubbard. Like, I don't mind him. I think because he's going to get enough volume in the passing game that makes some sense. And so, but at 5,900, and I'm going to be interested to see where his ownership comes in because, you know, we have a week like where Dalvin Cook just came off of. Um, oh, look at this guy. This guy. Ryan coming to hang out. 
Ryan, you could be here right now, okay? Just say the word. I'll send you the link, and you can jump in. You know, we're halfway through the show. We're we're moving on to wide receivers. Hey, Ryan, we're we're halfway. We're at thirty-one minutes, and we are halfway. Yeah, this is no, cooking. We, if Ryan was, if you know, if Ryan was here on the show, we we we'd still be on QBs at thirty-one minutes. Oh, no doubt about <laughs> it. We'd be arguing why whether Daniel Jones is a good player or not this week, or or whatever it is, but. Yeah, Ryan, you're always – oh, look here. Will's here too? This is a big old family reunion. I know. You know, hey. What's up, what Will? Will rocking with us in the chat again. That's what I like to see. So, hey, let's move on to wide receivers. So, Tyreek Hill, 8K this week. Uh, leading the group, you have Devontae Adams at 7,900. Cooper Cup, they finally decided to adjust his, his price. Finally. They finally decided to bump him up. You know, he's only been eating faces and lighting the world on fire. And he's finally been moved up to 7,800. DeAndre Hopkins, 7,700. Stephon Diggs at 7,600. Justin Jefferson, 7,300. DK Metcalf, 7,200. Tyler Lockett, 7,100. Calvin Ridley at 7K. Terry McLaurin at 6,900, Thielen 6,800, CeeDee Lamb 6,700, DJ Moore at 6,600, Julio Jones at 65, uh, Debo Samuel 6,500, Brandon Cooks at 6,400, AJ Brown 6,300, Deontay at 62, Claypool at 61, and Amari Cooper at 6K. So what are we doing at wide receiver this week? Where are you coming in? Are you looking to play some of these top price guys? Are you looking to move down a little bit to the mid-range? So Cooper Cup, like we mentioned, the Rams are going to be the highest the highest owned offense on this slate uh, between Stafford and Cup. Uh, so honestly, I'm just going to take a game theory play and just try just fade Cup and just pray that he doesn't score two touchdowns again. Um, he's a great play, like we like we said, the Rams every single week are a great play, especially when they're playing Arizona. Uh, I just in tournaments, I'm going to take my chances. Uh, Tyreek Hill, I have the same exact concerns once again. I think the Chiefs attack the Philadelphia Eagles the same exact way that they attacked the Chargers last week uh, due to the Eagles playing that too high safety, really limiting big plays down the field and keeping everything in front of them. Uh, and So when that happens, you need high volume, uh, short to me, me, medium target, uh, depth of target, and, and that's just not Tyreek's game. He's a, he's a burner, beat you down the field. Yes, he does get involved uh, close to the line of scrimmage some, but it's not at a high enough volume. Uh, for you know, for me to warrant paying that price tag for him, like his ceiling games come when he burns guys deep down the field for sixty and seventy yard touchdowns. And the Eagles, I just don't see them allowing that here, based on the defensive scheme that they play. So I will be off Tyreek once again. Same exact matchup that they had against the Chargers last week, uh, this week against Philly. Um, and, and really, for for me this week, I'm starting once again. I'm starting my teams. Uh, at the top end with Stefan Diggs. I think the, the blow up is coming. Uh, he is due. Uh, Josh Allen missed him a couple times last week. He's getting 27% of the targets, 35% of the air yards. He's averaging 130 air yards per game. Uh, meanwhile, he's only checking in at 64 receiving yards per game. So uh, that just tells you the right there that, that, he has not been able to connect yet, and when he does, it is going to happen in a big way. Uh, you, I mean, he's got 40-point upside, and he's currently checking in as the fifth-highest-owned wide receiver behind Cup, 
Tyreek, Devontae Adams, and DJ Moore. So I really like Stephon Diggs this week uh, against Houston, coming in at lower ownership than he should in that matchup. Um, and then, you know, we we mentioned Russ briefly against San Francisco. That San Francisco secondary is, is really banged up right now. And uh, I think you can definitely get away with playing one of DK or Lockett. It seems to be, you know, a flip a coin kind of deal with them. You never which you never know which one is, is going to go off. But uh, usually, uh, well, Quan Williams has been pretty good for San Francisco in the slot. So I tend to side with DK this week. Um, and then, Kev, we, we talked pre-show about Calvin Ridley. This is the perfect matchup for Atlanta. My my concern is Calvin Ridley has 47% of the air yards for Atlanta, and he ranks 37th in the NFL in air yards per game. And that is because Matt Ryan, noodle arm Matt Ryan, is uh, throwing the ball about two yards from the line of scrimmage every time. So while I do like Calvin Ridley this week and, and think that, you know, if there ever was a time that he was going to explode, this would be it. I don't know that I'm going to get there uh, at 7K. And I think I just want to play the guy $100 below him, and that's Terry McLaurin on the other side of that game against that absolutely brutal Atlanta secondary. So um, I know you mentioned you like Heineke. I think that I can get all of Heineke's production with Terry McLaurin, and, and I think that that's the route I'm going to go. So up at the top, I'm, I'm going to have a ton of Terry McLaurin, and I'm going to have a ton of Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I, I mean – Listen, they're playing. They're playing the, the Texans. Uh, there's never not a time to like Stephon Diggs when they're playing Houston, right? So I, I think for me, when, when it comes to wide receivers this week, one I absolutely love C.D. Lamb at 6,700 against Carolina. Um, it should be mentioned that obviously that J.C. Horn is out and is going to be. I, I if C.J. Henderson plays, I don't know how much because. But then again, I'm shocked because I didn't think Dan Arnold was going to play as much as he did tonight right. for, you know, that same trades. Hate to see it uh, for the brand, Dan Arnold. Uh, just, you know, he, he just keeps going out and dominating. You know, he just keeps, that's what he does. Doesn't matter where he goes. He's just, you know, like fine wine. Just just keeps getting the job done. So Dan Arnold uh, always uh, the, uh, is always allowed around here. Just not for Ryan because Ryan is a more of a Josh Hill type guy. But, uh, you know, have to get in the digs when you can. Uh, so, but for me, anyways, uh, I definitely agree. I think Terry McLaurin, I think, you know, if, if you want to get like a, a mini stack, I think this is a, a good way to do it. it. Like I said, I don't know if I could really play Taylor Heineke. I know the matchup's there for him to do it. But, man, uh, it just feels a little bit thin uh, for me on that one. And then, you know, I kind of like getting off of because I think DJ Moore, everybody's going to gravitate towards him, as, especially as well as he's playing. I think trying to get a little bit different and just going to Robbie Anderson, who just hasn't had uh, you know much of an opportunity so far this year to really get mm -hmm. it, get going. I don't mind playing him at his price tag, right? And so um, he is what down in the five K range. He's right there next to um, right right next to Devontae Parker, Sammy Watkins. You know the elite wide receivers, Corey Davis. Uh, even Brandon Ayuk is down here at 5K. So he's only $5,100. And so if you're going to pay down a little bit, man, getting on Robbie Anderson at $5,100, I, I do not mind that one bit because, like you said, I think that you see uh, Diggs uh, really go wherever DJ Moore goes. And mm -hmm. I think that really opens things up for him. And really, for that matter, Terrace Marshall, who you know is, is getting more and more of the opportunities in this, in this offense as well. And he's the cheaper of the three. I think he's 4,200, I believe. I'll have to look, but off the top of my head. So I do like him. And then 
you know, looking here at Robert Woods at $5,300 feels like an absolute steal, right? It's a little bit like looking at uh, Clyde Edwards Elaire last week when he was 4,800. It just didn't make sense. And for, I know Robert Woods, it hasn't been there for, but I don't think he's going to carry that much ownership just because he hasn't done anything and everybody wants to play. Um, everybody wants to play Cooper Cup, right? You know, maybe Cooper Cup's ownership goes a little bit further down, not as high as what it should be because he's 7,800 and you have to really want it to get there. But to me, at this week at running back, like if you're not playing Derrick Henry, there's not like elite level plays at, at the top of the end of running back, right? And so, like, you don't necessarily have to pay up at running back this week. And so I think more people are going to gravitate towards Cooper Cup at 7,800 because of what he's done. And I think that makes Robert Woods an interesting play here against Arizona at 5,300. He's eventually going to have a game. He's, he's going he's gonna to go off. And this very well could be that game, a really high total at only $5,300. He's just so damn cheap. It's really hard to get away from him. Yeah, I, I, I'll touch back on Robbie Anderson really fast. I, I completely agree with that. Uh, his A dot of 17 tells you all you need to know about ceiling for him. Uh, you know, he can hit a home run if they can get connect with him down the field. Uh, you know, it's it's a buy low opportunity like with the, like we had with the Bills last week, right? Uh, you know, guys getting got a consistent shots down the field, just not connecting, and it's going to happen eventually, and you want to be on it before it does. Uh, and so I think that's Robbie Anderson this week. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like the Robert Woods call as well. I'm, I'm seeing him under 10% on. Uh, meanwhile, Cup is over 20% on the highest highest projected wide receiver uh, in terms of ownership this week. So I think Woods, in the same breath as as Michelle, Sonny Michelle, um, if if Henderson's out, I think Woods is a, is a great leverage play off of Cooper Cup too. So uh, I, I I like that call at 5300. He keep, he keeps going backwards in price, and and I guess because his game logs haven't been sexy, but I mean he's he's getting over 20% of the targets and over 20% of the air yards with Matt Stafford throwing him the ball there in LA. So I'll sign up for that at 5,300. Um, and then I do want to touch on one other guy or two other guys, uh, really. Uh, the San Francisco wide receivers, Debo and Ayuk. Uh, I think both of them are definitely in play this week. The the two outside corners for Seattle are 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 atrocious. They're both allowing passer ratings of 111 and and and, and 130. So um Ayuk is finally a full-time player. Last week he ran 39 routes compared to Debo's 42. So it's good to see him finally getting every single snap opposite Debo uh for the most part. And um this should be a game where you know Russ, Russ should be able to put up points on the other side. And while you can run on Seattle, I, I think the 49ers are dealing with enough injuries at the running back position that they'll have to continue to rely on these guys uh, through the air. So uh, I definitely like those two. And then uh, one other, one last guy last week was an Emmanuel Sanders week. I think this week, well, last week was kind of a Cole Beasley week too, but I think this is also a Cole, Be Cole Beasley week. Um, the Texans play a lot of zone coverage and slots and tight ends are a good way to attack uh, zone coverage defenses. So, you know, Diggs rotates into the slot a lot, which is why I like him. And then Cole Beasley uh, has seen 13, four and 13 targets in the first three games, which is pretty wild. You know, he's got two games of 13 targets. Um, so I like Cole Beasley this week as well, despite his $5,400 price tag, because nobody's going to play him and he's got double digit target upside against Houston. Yeah. I, I think only with him, it makes him a little bit tougher to play. It's just because of the fact that he's probably not like the chance of him seeing a touchdown isn't high. Right. And so, um, you know, 
past that, you know, I, I don't mind it though because he's going to see a lot of targets. Uh, so and obviously this is a PPR site, yeah. So I don't mind that. A couple other guys that I want to hit on before we jump over to tight ends because you know we got to keep it moving down the train tracks here, not let it stall out. Two guys in the 5K range that I wanted to hit on. One, Allen Robinson at 5,800. Nobody's yep. going to play him. Nope. Everybody's going to be off of him. It is the best matchup he's going to see all year that he's seen. And I I like Allen Robinson. I think this is a bounce-back game for him. Um, right now, he, just everything has been bad about this offense so far for the first three weeks. But I like Allen Robinson a lot at 5,800. Um, and then Odell. Coming back last week, he did not play a full complement. He only played 64% of the snaps, but he received 49% of the air yard share, which was second among all wide receivers. Now that is only one game, but he was still targeted nine times. He had a 31% target share. No Jarvis Landry. I, you know, This is a game that we talked about that has moved uh, up uh, over almost three points since opening, I believe, at 49.5. It's up to over 52 now. And so – I think that he is in play for sure, uh, Odell Beckham. And I think this is a game they're going to have to air it out. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot more. So I like Odell Beckham in this matchup. And there's not a single anybody in that secondary in Minnesota that worries me whatsoever. So I do think Odell, at his price at 5800 I think he is definitely in play. And then if you want to go down to some of the kind of the lower guys, I think some guys that make a little bit of sense, Tim Patrick, you know, KJ Hamler is now out for the year. He's only 4,900. Baltimore's secondary is very beatable. I think you can expose their defense. Um, Humphrey should be on Sutton too, right? Yeah. You would think? Yeah, you would think, but uh, yeah. (laughs) And then – uh, some of these cheap guys, you know, I already mentioned, okay, Terrace Marshall's 4K. I, you know, I, was, I was going to look. Mm-hmm. So I think he's squarely in play. And then, you know, if Russell Gage, which he is questionable right now, but if he's out, uh, Zacchaeus right now, he's somebody I called out last week. He did score a touchdown at $4,100. And then, you know, there's some other guys that I think, like maybe even like a McCall Hardman, who's 4400 I am so sad that we're not going to get no Josh Gordon this week. I can't even play him. Uh, he's not going to be out there. He will not be active, so you don't have to worry about that. But Darnell Mooney also at $3,900, a little bit of egregious as well. So I don't quite understand that at $3,900. Um, I, I just think that uh, that's too low. And again, if this if this if they, the Bears offense could get back on track in this game, then I think that it really opens things up for guys like Allen Robinson, who's super cheap, and Darnell Mooney, who's only $3,900. So, you know, past that, you know, I, there's, I think there's a few one-offs. Van Jefferson continues to be involved, especially in games. They're going to have to, you know, be a little bit more of a uh, a shootout. Um, you know, Quez Watkins is is, is, is really involved in, in this Chiefs game. If you want to get a mini stack going or even a full onslaught of this game, I think Quez Watkins at $3,500 down here at the cheap range. And we'll have to see, you know, maybe Kadarius Tony at $3,300. You know, I hate Kadarius Tony the player, but – you know, I'll, I'll pay for whatever opportunity is out there. And Sterling Shepard being banged up, Darius Slayton being banged up, if, if both of those guys were to happen to miss this week. The Canarius Tony is squaring himself where he can play a lot from the slot in this matchup against New Orleans. I don't like the game. It's not a game I want to stack. But I think if you're desperate at a wide receiver spot at only $3,300, he is very dynamic in space. So I don't hate Canarius Tony at $3,300 if those other guys are out. I do like Jalen Waddle as well. Uh, we we kind of overlooked him, but 13 targets last week with uh, with Jacoby Brissett under center. Uh, definitely noteworthy. Uh, he's 4,900. And then I just wanted to make a note. It looks like Demarcus Robinson is currently the highest owned value, quote-unquote, value play at wide receiver this week. He's 3,800. 
Um, I guess just because he's on the Chiefs, but I don't really get that one. Uh, that makes zero sense to me whatsoever. It's, dude, it's like with with the way the ownerships are, are breaking out right now, you've got Cup and Tyreek and Devontae Adams all at 20% and Derrick Henry at 22% and Kamara at 16%. So it's like everybody wants to play these 8K guys and are going to play these 8K guys, and they're just going to force in bad value is what it seems like to me. Um, this, this, so. well, this week, with the way the running back shake out, it, like I was saying earlier, but it feels like a week that maybe to be more balanced than not going stars and scrubs because there's not a lot of, at least on, on the running back side, there's not a lot of uh, stars that I want to pay up for or that I feel like really confident in paying up for. Yeah, which I think is why you're going to see uh, a popular Derrick Henry. Um, but it just, you know, the, with how these ownerships are looking right now, you know, the the builds are going to get pretty you're going to be pretty locked into what you can do with your build if you're playing all these high price guys i mean there's only so many so many guys that you can play and you only have so much so much salary cap um so you're going to see some some weird popular value guys that you wouldn't expect to be popular uh normally so um definitely an interesting week um and you know speaking of high price guys i think unless you got anybody else at uh wide receiver you want to touch on I think yeah. this is a yeah. this is a perfect segue into tight end too. Uh, Travis Kelsey is, I think, the only tight end that I want to play this week. Uh, so you can touch on on uh, other guys, but I'm going to do whatever I can to play Kelsey. And I think it's one good way to get different because I don't think you're going to be able to play him with Henry and then the you know yep. Cup and all the other guys up top. So um, I, I don't I don't I mean there's there's never a week that you can't play Travis Travis Kelsey. Let's be honest about that, but. I think some other guys that I think make a little bit of sense. Logan Thomas at forty nine hundred dollars. I think he's in play against Atlanta. Excuse me, against Atlanta. I think that you know uh, Noah Fant now with kind of a little bit more condensed now with you know like I already said KJ Hamler being out, and then you also have um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, Jerry Judy out, and so I think Noah Fant makes a lot of sense at forty three hundred dollars. And this is really going to be the first matchup where they're really going to be pushed, right? Because they played yeah. the Jags, the Jets. Like they just haven't been pushed that. at all to really have to open up this offense, and so they've kind of been able to kind of do what they want. And so I think Noah Fant, go, uh, you know, at home uh, against Baltimore, I I, I kind of like playing him there at, at that price. And then I will be interested to see where Mike Kosicki's ownership comes in because, man, like he was the absolute safety blanket last week for uh, Jacoby Brissett. Like he really exploded in the second half of that game, had 12 targets in that game, but only 4K. If he is unowned, I don't mind getting to him at 4K uh, with Jacoby Brissett there. And I guess, you know, it is a Jacoby Brissett revenge game, right? Playing against uh, Indy. Uh, And so there it is with that, you know, another revenge game. I know Ryan is salivating over getting him some. (laughs) Uh, you know, Mike Gasicki on that. And then Dawson Knox at $3,600. He is kind of under, you know, has goes overlooked. And if you're in a, a, an offense that throws as much as they do, you're always going to have that opportunity there. And the thing is, though, with him, he's currently 11th in routes wrong among all tight ends. He's 17th, 17th in targets for them. And so if you look last week, you know, he did catch that touchdown for for, uh, four catches, 49 yards and a touchdown last week against Washington. I don't mind him at that price tag, you know, in this matchup uh, against Houston. And we know know they're going to continue to throw the ball all over the place. So I like him. And then, you know, I think Dalton Schultz makes a little bit of sense, but I think people are going to chase him uh, at $3,400. If they're not paying up for Kelsey, they're going to pay down for somebody like him. 
And so, you know, I, I think that's kind of where I stand right now at tight end. Evan Ingram, I don't hate it at 3K. You know, if they're going to be missing all these guys, he could he could play a lot in the slot and get a lot of opportunities there. Um, you know, at his price tag, but for the most part, I'm kind of with you. I want to pay up for probably Travis Kelsey. If I'm not playing him, it'll probably be somebody like Logan Thomas um, or Noah Fant is really where most of my ownership is going to come in. Yeah, it's just in this matchup against Philly, like we talked about uh, how they played the same two high safeties as, as the Chargers played. And uh, Kelsey really was the main guy uh, for Kansas City last week. You know, he had 11 targets, which is we uh, as good as Kelsey is, we rarely see him break that that double digit target threshold. Like he's usually ends up in the the seven, eight, nine target range. Um, so for him to go over 11, you know, have 11 targets like that's he was a significant part of their game plan uh, in terms of a volume standpoint. And, and I think we see a lot of the same this week. And it's just his floor is basically 20 points and his ceiling is is 30 to 35. And, you know, for somebody else on at the tight end position to get you 20 to 25 points, like they have to have pretty much a, a one-off game that they normally don't have in their career. So it's just, you know, you're, you're, your opportunity cost playing Travis Kelsey is just so massive than, than you get at the other positions. So uh, this week, especially like I mentioned, all those other guys are pretty chalky and, and Kelsey's coming in around 10% currently though. He is the highest price or he is the highest owned projected owned tight end currently. Uh, it, it seems like tight end is going to be really spread out because everybody's going to try to just, you know, figure out that towards the end of their, their roster builds as they jam in those other studs. So I, I think I'm going to do it backwards and, and do it differently this week from everybody else. And I'm going to, I'm going to play Travis Kelsey uh, and, and just figure out my points elsewhere at other positions. Yeah. I mean, you could never go wrong. So yeah, yep. if there's no other tight end style, let's, let's jump over to defense. And last week, uh, our bank all did pretty good last week, huh? It did. It did. And I think the week before that, or was it two weeks before that uh, we were on Arizona. So that, which is which uh, worked out as well. They were $2,100 week one. So, but this week you have $4,300 bills. Uh, I could never do that. I could just never pay up for a defense unless it just happened to work out that way where I had that much money left over in a build. Maybe I would consider it, but for the most part, I'm not ever looking to pay up at $4,300 for a defense. So um, I have a feeling the Titan people are going to want to play the Titans going against the Jets as well at 3,900. Uh, I just cannot trust that defense, especially in DFS at $3,900. But if I were to pay down for a defense, I, I don't know. I don't even hate kneecaps. I, I mean, the Lions, you could do that at $2,200, <laughs> especially as anemic as that offense looks uh, for Chicago. Even the Jets at 2K, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not overly scared with Tennessee. And we, I was talking about it earlier, but I was kind of going through and looking at adjusted sack rate right now for defenses. And surprisingly, the Jets are, are, are uh, like in the top 10 of adjusted sack rate. I, I did not expect that, whatever I was going to look. And so, um, so they're getting to the quarterback right now. And so, you know, I don't mind it. This, this, uh, this, Tennessee defense or excuse me, their offensive line is banged up. And so I don't know. I know they're going to try to run the ball a lot. So maybe the opportunities won't be there as much uh, for them to, uh, you know, get to the quarterback cause turnovers, but at 2k, like I, I don't hate that, but you know, there's not a lot of defenses that I'm just like, Oh man, I definitely want to play this defense. But the, I think the jets at 2k is fine. The lions is, is fine. Uh, if you want to get there um, past that, I don't know. There, there's just nobody that really just stands out to me. Anybody for you? 
Yeah, it's not like last week where we were both just like, just play the Bengals and log out because uh, that was an obvious one. Um, but I think, you know, the, the there's there's really three that I'm looking at. It's the Lions at 2,200 against Chicago and their QB carousel. We don't even know who's going to start for them. Uh, then you have the Vikings at home against Cleveland. I think that's interesting. Minnesota ranks sixth in adjusted sack rate. So, you know, they can get pressure on Baker Mayfield. And then the Dallas Dallas defense there at home against Sam Darnold, which I'm expecting Carolina to not really uh, ha- do a lot on the ground without McCaffrey. Uh, I mean, Chuba will get some volume, but, you know, I'm not expecting him to just be able to gash that defense over and over again. So, and if, if Dallas takes an early lead like they did against Philly, you know, then, then Darnold's forced to chuck it. And if, you know, if Darnold is, you know, if it, what if he goes back to his Jets' ways for a game and, and turn starts turning the ball over? Then I think Dallas is interesting too. So, but it's not you know these are all games where the opposing offense like Cleveland could score thirty to thirty five points against Minnesota, and so could Carolina against Dallas. Like it's not scenarios where you know you feel great about playing the defense. It's just scenarios where the other team could end up having to pass a good amount and, and make mistakes, and and your defense could could force turnovers. So. Those are the three that I'm interested in. All right. Well, uh, I don't have anything else for defense. Um, so I think we are at that point of the show where we go ahead and build this lineup. So why don't you start it off? It's, you know, hashtag narrative week uh, for your birthday week, you know, Ryan. So uh, I didn't know, I don't know if you know, but it's uh, Maddie's birthday is coming up. He's going to turn the big three Oh, so why don't you start us off and then while we're here, Ryan, I want you to give us a play as well uh, to, to put in this lineup as well with, with you being here in the chat. All right. I'm going to start it off. Uh, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, they bring it home for me this weekend. Uh, so let's let's go with Dak Prescott, $6,700. All right. I will go with, because Ryan hasn't answered yet, I will go with, I'm gonna go CD Lamb here. Let's see if uh, I know Ryan's gonna. He's uh, they're on a chat's on a bit of a lag, so just trying to give Ryan a chance. He wants Robbie A. That's who I was gonna play anyway. So I, I'm 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 glad that that's his his play. So let's throw Robbie A in there, and then I will pick. Um, I'm actually gonna double dip with Dak, and let's go. Uh, let's go with Amari as well. All right, we're just, we're just completely. Uh... We're doing a full onslaught here. Yep. Love to see it. All right. Hey, so we got Dak at 6,700. CD Lamb at 6,700. Robbie at 5,100. Amari Cooper at 6K. We still do not have a running back. So let's jump over there and, and do that. And I am going to go with – I'm going to go with my guy. Let, let's, let's, let's do it. Let, let's lock in David Montgomery at $5,800. Let's do Clyde Edwards Hilaire as well. Thanks, Walido. I see you in chat. Appreciate you, homie. So we got a tight end, flex, and defense left. So let's do this. A defense. Let's just let's just fucking lock in the Jets. Let's just do it. Let's just lock them in. 2K. We're going down to the bear. We got 6150 left. I have a feeling where I know you're gonna go. Yep. tight end. Yep. And let's so lock you've, in. you've got 4,200 at, at flex. Give me Travis Kelsey, and you can play around with your 4,200. 
Walido brings up an interesting point running mini stacking Montgomery and Swift. I don't mind that at all because you're playing that's that's a narrative where you're playing the Bears to get up early with Montgomery and they were trying to run with the lead and the Lions are trying to claw back and it's a good amount of dump offs to Swift. So I actually don't mind that mini stack at all. We're just kind of we're I think we don't have the on this build, we don't have the extra four hundred dollars to get up there between Clyde Edwards Hilaire and, and Swift. But I, I do like that idea, uh, Walido. Do we just say fuck it and just play Terrace Marshall? Just I go mean, all I, in on this I, game. I'm down to go all in. I'm good with it. Because he's kind of the guy that really stands out to me in this range of of wide receivers. Or I'm not really playing any of the running backs that are here. He's only 4K. Yeah, fuck it. Let's just yeah. Let's, just, let's, let's do just it. Go, let's go full onslaught here. I like it. <clears throat> so. We got Dak Prescott, David Montgomery, Clyde Edwards, Lair, uh, CeeDee Lamb, Robbie Anderson, Amari Cooper, Kelsey, Terrace Marshall, and the Jets defense with $200 remaining. We are locking that in. Uh, I feel, I'm pretty sure last week's lineup uh, won people some money last week. It should have. Um, I think it was a pretty solid lineup with Josh Allen. Yeah, the Bills crushed. Yeah. But I think we had Austin Eckler in that lineup as well. So that lineup did really well last week. So, we're locking this lineup in. As of right now, there's nobody that's questionable or anything like that where we have to worry about you know any of that stuff. So if something were to change, we would drop it in our Discord uh, that we have going right now. You can either find that on our YouTube channel if you're watching here with the link in the description below, or you know uh, you know you can uh, reach out to us on Twitter or and, and get in that way. But and I will also uh, put it in the um, description for the podcast if you're listening to this on podcast form so you we have a dfs uh discord channel set up we also have redraft dynasty re, um you know well i don't know who i don't know who the fuck plays dynasty uh only, <laughs> only, <laughs> only idiots do that but uh so anyways so with that being said i appreciate everybody checking out the video uh we yeah, week four is in the books you know we we get a goat weekend of football also maddie turning 30 we got we got tom brady Coming back to Foxborough to take weekend. on the hoodie. So, yeah. you know, I'm excited. That's going to be fun. I'm, I'm yes. excited for that game. I am too. I am too. And make sure you show up into the Discord, anyways, because that's where we'll be talking about the, the showdown slate and stuff like that. If you have any questions about the showdown, I almost took it down tonight, did not work out, but it still was a good night. So, it's anything. With, anyways, with that being said, you can follow, follow Maddie on Twitter at MaddieDFS, Mr2v2 himself. And myself at Fantasy Rat 13. Hopefully, we can get Ryan back on here soon because he needs to be. Come home, Ryan. Get out of FanDuel. We're not fucking or rocking with FanDuel. It's DraftKings only here, my guy. I'll see you on the next one. You can tell me what to do. You know who you're talking to. Well, you better get used to the way the ball bounces.
tell me what to do You know who you're talking to